Hi, everybody, and welcome back to I Didn't Sign Up For This, episode seven, believe it or not. I'm a little shocked every time I record a new one that the numbers are getting higher, even though I know that's how numbers work. So, you know, this is exciting for me. Um, You know, the basic housekeeping, um, Facebook page, you know, basically we are IDSUFT podcast on all of the things. If there's a thing and you're looking for us, search either for IDSUFT podcast or I didn't sign up for this. Um, we're on Facebook, both group and page. We're on Instagram and Twitter and, you know, anything else I can get my grubby little hands on. So it's very exciting. I got to be a guest on another podcast today. So this is podcast number two that I am recording today. My friend Tim has a podcast called The Self Commentary Podcast. And what they do is, he, you know, he invites people to join him and we watch a movie or a, an episode of a television show and we comment, you know, um, trivia, just stuff we think, you know, we comment on it. If you're familiar with um, Riff Tracks or um, what was the other one? I can't, I, my mind just went blank. Um, it's the same idea, uh, same sort of format of you watch what we're talking about at home and kind of sync it up with the podcast and then you can hear what we're saying and and at the same time so it was it was really fun we watched a doctor who episode one of my favorites called blink about the 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 introduction of the weeping angels and it was a blast and i can't wait to go back i'm definitely going back he's doing the month of april basically a tribute to tim curry in april because Tim's birthday is in April. Tim Curry's birthday is in April. So I'm going to get to join in on the commentary for Rocky Horror Picture Show and um, Muppet Treasure Island and some other things. I'm so excited about it. It's a little, it's a little less structured and a little more fun than what I do here, but it was great and I was so excited to be a part of it. So check that out. Um, It's the Self-Commentary Podcast. I'm on episode 46, Doctor Who Blink. But it's it's a really fun podcast that you might enjoy if you enjoy kind of um, niche television and movies, fun stuff. Really great. Check it out. So today... What we are talking about is was suggested to me by my friend Julie, and she gave it, it even gave it a title called "Even Among Misfits," and I think it's just a fantastic idea or uh, podcast theme or podcast idea. I I don't know. Can you tell I've been talking a lot today? But this is. You know, I'm just going to jump right into it because there's there's something really wonderful to be said for the idea of um, parents and children gathering together and coming together to bond over a shared experience, whether it's the love of a sport or an activity, you know, like theater or cheerleading or, you know, orchestra, music, whatever, but finding camaraderie in something that makes those children different or that they have in common, something that they enjoy. It can, it can really be an experience that 
feeds your soul and it provides a commonality. So you feel like you're understood. You know, you, this thing that you like, this thing that you do, this thing that you love, um, you can reach out to other people who also enjoy that thing and find that common bond and it brings you together. And it's really important in the world because we all want to be understood. We all want to not feel alone or isolated. Thankfully, for parents of kids with special needs, there are lots of options like this like that out there. There's so many groups and activities and recreation associations and community outing opportunities. You know, even if you're not very outgoing like me and you do better in a virtual arena or in a smaller, more intimate setting with just a few people, there are a lot of places you can go to to connect with others and share experiences and feel understood you know, there's, there's online groups. That's, that's where I, you know, that's my forte online groups for, you know, every combination or permutation of child and diagnosis. And with a little searching, you can find a place where you can get all the information you need, all the understanding you need, all the commonality you need, and you don't even have to put on pants, which I am all for. But There is a subset of us, um, my friend Julie called it the even among misfits that can't find a place because even among other different children who are categorized like ours, they don't fit in. You know, they, they either among other people who have the same diagnosis they do, they are different. They are, they don't fit in with, with that group. There's so many reasons, Uh, you know, they might have a combination of issues that make them different even from those whose primary diagnosis is the same. Their issues might manifest themselves in a way that makes them difficult. They might be violent or aggressive or prefer to be alone, or maybe they just can't interact with others. This is a really, really difficult place to be. You're already marked as a misfit from the larger pack of everybody else. So you've got a group of others that are more like you, but you're also marked as a misfit with them because you can't interact with them. This makes me think of the Island of Misfit Toys from the stop motion classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that hopefully we all know or remember from our childhood. We're on the island of misfit toys. That was my gross um, 60s choir imitation. Anyway, there was a, there's this special island where Santa put all the toys that are different. The, the square, the square, the train had square wheels Um, The water pistol squirted jelly. The cowboy rides an ostrich instead of a horse. The bird swims. The airplane can't fly. And apparently the dolly for Sue has self-esteem issues. But uh, they're all there because they can't be played with the same as other toys and nobody wants them. And don't even get me started with the message that is sent out here. Uh, first of all, Santa treats Rudolph like he has scarlet fever or the measles or something because he has a red nose until he has a use for him. But now even Santa 
ain't got time for toys that are different. So he sends them to live on a remote island where nobody has to look at them anymore. What the fuck, Santa? Anyway, now imagine that you're on the island of misfit toys because you're different. But you can't even hang out with the jelly squirting water pistol or the square wheeled train because you're in a toy who occasionally just bursts into flame and the other toys are sick of getting accidentally burned when they're just trying to play with you. So they ask you not to come to their side of the island anymore. Now, even among toys you're supposed to be able to hang with, you're uninvited. You're not welcome. I mean, it's totally understandable. Nobody wants to catch on fire because there's no predicting when you're going to go off and just burst into flame right next to them. But you can't help bursting into flame. It's the way you were made. And you just want to be able to do fun things with or near other people like you. This is where many of us parents are. I know my Henry is a misfit on the island of misfits. And I know Julie's son is there as well. There are so many of us with kids or loved ones who don't fit under even the larger encompassing umbrella of our person's diagnosis. And we are left alone. We we flounder to give them what they need or... And hell, what they just what they want in new experiences and interesting escapades, but we can't. As an example, Henry has Down syndrome. Right after he was born, we discovered Gigi's Playhouse, which was founded right around the same time. I think Gigi is just like a little bit older than Henry. And we live just a couple towns over from the first playhouse, so we checked it out, and it was awesome. It was so cool. So many things. It was great to connect with other parents of children with Down syndrome. Um, it was it was great to see connection and uh, maybe the kids being able to see other people who look like them and are like them. We went to a Halloween party there. We went to a couple different gatherings. I wanted to get involved. I, I thought it would be great for Henry, but he he really wasn't having that first Halloween party at all. I dressed him like a bunny and he was pissed off. <laughs> we went back a few times as he got older, but um, his behavior started coming out and it became pretty obvious that the regular kids with Down syndrome were not terribly interested in the kid who threw his shoes at them or whipped a book that hit them in the head. Hmm. So no GGs for us. Well, that's okay. We have a great special recreation program in our area that has um, wonderful programs, interesting outings, classes, you know, everything from tot rock to, you know, adults going to see a play or doing sports or things like that. And they had wonderful summer camps, have wonderful summer camps for all abilities, um, Everybody can participate. And Henry did every summer for a number of years. It was, he didn't go to summer school. He would go to Nisra camp and he loved it. Um, He still had his behaviors, yes. But I don't know, maybe it was the staff they had. I'm not really sure. But they they were able to handle him pretty well. And the counselors really liked him. You know, people were excited to know that Henry was coming back. This year, however, everything changed. 
um, because I didn't get him signed up in time. He couldn't get into the camp in the location he'd been to the most. The It's the one that's closest to the town we live in. But the one he did get into, he'd been to before. We, we I want to say we had been sending him to this camp for five or six years every summer. And I think there was there was at least one summer, maybe two, when he went to this other camp, that same camp, other location, but the most times we're in the um, city closest to us. He probably didn't remember it because it had been at least a year since he'd been there, but he loved camp. He, as soon as we started talking about camp, he would get excited. He loved going to camp. He loved that he got to drive with daddy and they would listen to cowboy music on the way there. And daddy would open his sunroof and Henry could put his arms up through the sunroof. He loved being in the camp and doing all the things, activities. Um, They would go to the pool twice a week. And Henry loves the pool though if you are the one in charge of Henry you have to accept that you're going to get very wet because Henry the pool for Henry the pool is splashing it's not he doesn't really swim he just splashes so you know I knew he would he loves it I knew it might be difficult the first couple of days because it was a newer location a different location but I figured he'd get it he usually always gets it y'all Henry got kicked out of the camp for kids with special needs. Let that sink in for a minute. Apparently, Henry either didn't like this location or these counselors or I don't know what, but his aggressive and non-compliant behaviors out of control. He went to the pool the first time where apparently the counselor didn't follow the rule of you must be on Henry all the time. Now, and now understand this. When you send in your, your registration for a camp like this, this is like a three page registration because you have to fill stuff out. You have to not only give them just basic information. If there's medical history or information that they need, you must give that If there are behaviors that they need to know about, you write that shit out. Everything that they could possibly need to know, including the fact that Henry must have a one-on-one person with him. Henry can't be in a three-on-one situation. All of that is detailed in the registration I send in. So they knew that he had to have a one-on-one. And I made it very clear that, and you know, they know him, he's been there before. I made it very clear that Henry can't, Henry will wander off if he is not closely corralled. Henry will injure people if he is not kept within reach of a person, okay? So this is information that they had, but either the counselor didn't get it or the counselor wasn't following this rule of being on Henry all the time because he got his hands on a neurotypical kid who was just visiting the pool and pulled her under the water. Strike one. Every day, 
every day they would ask what they could do to get his hitting or kicking or hair pulling to stop. And I would tell them everything that I knew. I'm not a professional in this area, so I don't know. I haven't been to school for how to teach or counselor people with differing special needs. All I know is what I do at home and what they had been trying and, you know, modifying at school. But I would tell them everything I could think of to do. Um, You play music for him, uh, distract him with books. Someone has to be with him. You don't give him something at a table and then walk away. You know, you, you can't let him be alone with other children. And I would I would give them as much as I could. You guys, even his eighth grade teacher, he had just finished eighth grade. His his teacher volunteered to go to the camp 30 minutes away after she had already spent the morning teaching summer school and work with the counselors to learn about how to better handle Henry. She tried. She went, I think she went twice. She went once when they went to the pool and then she went once during a regular camp day. And she gave them all the information she had. She gave them tips and tricks. He did well when she was there. You know, he he respected and listened to her. And, you know, she knew how to corral him. The next day, <laughs> the, the day after she visited the second time, the person in charge of the camp, not the person in charge of his his section of the camp, but the person in charge of the whole camp called me to tell me that if they couldn't get his behavior under control, they were going to ask him to leave. So, you know, now I'm panicking. He needed this camp. He needed the structure and the routine and having something to do other than sit on his tablet at home all day. And I knew it was doable because, you know, it had only been a year since he'd been there. He hadn't changed that much. He'd done this camp forever, but we couldn't make it work. After a couple more instances of rough behavior, they asked me to come get him. They called me during the camp day and said, come get him now and please don't bring him back. In softer words, of course, they weren't quite that brusque, but that's what they meant. So here's a camp designed by people who work in special recreation for those with all kinds of special needs from tiny children through adults and they couldn't make it work for Henry. So in this camp filled with people who are different and have every issue under the sun, Henry was a misfit. You know, it happens all the time for us. As I look through, you know, brochures for classes and outings and experiences for Henry that I know he'd enjoy and he would benefit from, you know, my reality kicks in and I realize I'm being crazy. He can't go to a dance class. He'll beat the shit out of everyone. Not out of malice, but because he'll get so excited that all of his limbs will start going at 800 miles an hour and someone will inevitably be in their path. Or the teacher will try to help him with something. And in the thrill of the moment, he'll grab that teacher's hair and take her to the ground before she knows what's happening. I can't sign him up to participate in a theater program, especially for kids like him. Uh, There's one I know about, and I actually 
you know, contacted them when I heard about them to tell them how great I was. How great I was? <laughs> let, let me tell you how great I am. <laughs> no, to tell them how great I thought it was that this was a thing and that they were doing this and, you know, how I wished that, um, how I thought it was great for um, people with special needs to be able to do theater and I wished Henry could do it and they were like oh oh you know he should do it we'll figure it out bring him you know we've got people we we figure it out and I'm like <laughs> no I know I can't do that you know people say they'll figure it out all the time and then they get to know Henry and they realize it's just not possible <sighs> I've even experienced this online I have tried to join online groups or forums, Facebook groups for people who have kids with Down syndrome or autism. I can't even handle the Down syndrome ones because everyone is so far beyond Henry. I can't talk about him. I can't share what he's working on or where he is because no one would understand. Have you tried the reading program at Gigi's? Um, no because he can't sit still long enough for a reading program. He can't focus long enough to do that. He can only work for five minutes and then he has to have a break. And if he doesn't get that break, he gets difficult. He can't do a free play event. He can't participate in cooking classes or independent living classes. He can't work on social skills in a peer-to-peer -peer interaction in a casual and fun setting. He can't participate in team building activities, learning compromise and turn taking. He can't go to a fun night out to facilitate social interactions between other people with Down syndrome. <laughs> it's it's almost funny to me. The things that are suggested to me to have Henry try or the things that are in place for people like Henry to try when I think about having Henry try them. If they're suggested to me, they're always suggested by people who don't know him. They've never met him. Because what I can do is I can extrapolate that suggestion into a visual imagining of how that's going to play out. And it always ends up in 300 I'm sorry's from Henry. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me say it like him. I'm sorry. Or sorry. Sorry. Do you ever see that SNL character Gilly played by Kristen Wiig where just all sorts of insane things are happening in a classroom and there's this little girl with a with a perm fro who just goes, oops, sorry. That's Henry. So there would be 300 of those and at least two people hurt and crying and a firm suggestion that we never come back. You know, I, I, I don't even really know how to wrap this particular issue up because I don't have any interesting insight or suggestions on how we parents can better view or handle this. This particular issue sucks. It's, it's beyond frustrating to have nothing we can participate in and therefore no choice but to enjoy another evening or weekend or spring break or summer at home. You know, once you've been through it and you've had that phone call asking you to please come get your kid now, you're 
you're just more reluctant to try again. The only way most of our kids could could participate in something would be if there was a one-to-one helper ratio, and that helper couldn't be a college kid who's interested in being a special needs teacher. No, they would have to be trained and aware and a very experienced adult who can handle aggressiveness and possibly getting hurt and just working either with that kid independently or parallel to a group, not with a group, parallel, because you can't have kids like Henry do the group thing, really. (laughs) There's no trust falls. And that's why there isn't anything for us. To do a program like that would be hugely expensive because you'd have to pay actual professionals who aren't afraid of aggressive behavior or getting hurt, but who are still kind and loving and patient and who would treat our loved ones with tenderness rather than, well, because they're kind of like a combination of a prison guard and a grandma, but with no weapons and better hip joints. I don't know. So there's that. It's rough and it sucks. (laughs) But because we love our kids, we choose not to put them into environments where the chance for success is way low. Nobody wins in that scenario. But I think if we all could have an ideal world, it would be lovely, lovely to have some way for our kids to experience the world and other people and cool, exciting adventures within their own sphere of of ability. It's too difficult for us to do it as parents, especially if we have more than that one kid. There's no way I can do most things unless it's just me and Henry. I can't possibly involve my younger son. Uh, Just can't. So that eliminates most things. So I hope, I don't know, I hope that gave you a little insight into a subsection subgroup of the special needs community those amazing individuals with special needs that you see at the grocery store or culvers or working at walmart or wherever you encounter them out in the world i they're experiencing life independently and they're only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to types and abilities of individuals under that huge all-encompassing umbrella of special needs I talked about. They're the ones kicking ass and taking names and living amazing lives, just like every other human on the planet. But they're only part of the picture. So many more, like Henry, are hiding in our homes with their loved ones. So many more are hiding in their homes with their caregivers you know, the caregivers who attempt what they can when they feel brave. And they're all doing their best to avoid serious incidents when we're not hiding in our houses. But be aware that they're here, they exist, and they matter just as much as every of the ones that are kicking ass and taking names. And now... It is time for I Didn't Sign Up For This. (laughs) This is a little funnier of an I Didn't Sign Up For This and not so serious or soul-crushing as some of the past ones have been. And an episode of it happened today, so it couldn't be more relevant. So, you know, you know, I've talked about Henry's tablets. Okay. 
Henry, let's see, what number is this tablet? Let me look at it here. He just got a new one, and it is number 55. Henry's 55th Amazon Fire 7-inch tablet. Every time he gets a new one, I have to go through the whole setup thing and then put on his his apps that he uses, the games that he there aren't really a lot of games that he plays. He usually just likes to watch videos. So like PBS Kids Video, Netflix, um, Nick Jr., things like that. YouTube, you know, you gotta have YouTube. And um, so I put all that on there. And before I give it to him, I kind of hide all the stuff that comes preloaded and pre-ready to go when you open it and set it up. And I turn on one particular parental control, and I'll tell you why. There have been numerous times where I leave the house for some reason. I go to band practice or, yeah, I sing in a band. Ain't that cool? I'm so cool. No, I'm not. Um, I'll go to band practice. I'll go on a photography gig, um, things like that. And I just happen to check my phone um, before I start doing what I'm doing. Or if I'm really unlucky in the middle of what I'm doing or when I'm done with what I'm doing, I'll check my phone. And, you know, you get your your emails and Amazon notification on um, something shipped or whatever. So I can remember the first time this happened. Um, I think I was at band practice and I, you know, I just glance at my phone and when, when, before you unlock it, it just shows you like two emails and it's like Amazon purchase of, and you can't see the rest of it. And I'm like, Amazon purchase. I didn't buy anything since I've been here. So I open up, I unlock the phone and go to my email program. And there were 17 automatic messages from Amazon, your Amazon purchase of Spongebob season four, your Amazon purchase of World War, Word World season two, your Amazon purchase of Fresh Beat Band, 17 of these. Thankfully, they weren't full seasons that had been purchased. They were episodes at $1.99 a piece, 17 episodes. I had, this was before I had put on the parental control. Somehow, Henry figured out how to go into Amazon video, find a video he liked, and click one click buy. And he had purchased 17 $2 videos that he watched a few moments of each one so they couldn't I couldn't get a refund on them so I pick up my phone and call home and tell whoever answers the phone find Henry find whatever he's whatever tablet he has and take it away from him he's buying things on Amazon I would like to say that's the only time that ever happened but since Henry keeps getting new tablets and sometimes I can't finish getting it set up before I leave or I forget to turn on the parental control 
that blocks purchasing Amazon video before I leave. Every now and then, this will happen again. Usually, it, there was at least one other time where there were like, there were over 20 of them. So that's, you know, $40. $40 that he just spent on a video he'll never watch again. And I can't get a refund on it. And it happened again today when I was at the place where I was recording my the po- other podcast I was on. Um, I, I realized, oh, I better turn off my phone before I start recording. And, and there were two more. He had purchased two more. So I had to call home. And it's a strange phone call to make. Hey, find Henry, get the tablet that whatever tablet he has, he's buying things on Amazon again. Which, thankfully, there's a setting that I can go in and turn that on and and it, it stops that from happening. But I think most of us, if we have children who are buying things behind our back, can say, don't ever do that again. But here, I just have to have someone remove the thing from him. I know it's not a big deal. I know. Well, you know what? $40 can be a big deal if you don't have $40 in your bank account, which actually has happened. And then I had to come home and say, please, I need some money moved over to to this account so that um, the $40 he just spent doesn't bounce. So that's fun. That's an I didn't sign up for that. I did not sign up for unauthorized purchasing of spongebob videos when i leave the house anyway that's it for this week i hope that you enjoyed this episode remember check check us out on all the things idsuft podcast come over to the facebook page also facebook.com slash idsuft podcast from there you can join the group talk about let's talk about this episode what did you think did you did you learn something Do you disagree with me on anything? Um, What do you think? Come, start a conversation. I want to get to know you guys. Um, That's all. I think that's it. Hey, have a fantastic Valentine's Day. And I'll see you next time.